0: Log Talk Radio
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the I Give a Fuck Podcast Starring Motherfucking Ross Hey everybody, Motherfucking Ross here Oh my god, has this been a week? Or has this been a week? I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to what's been going on But there's been a couple things going on (laughs) <laughs> uh, the thing I want to talk about today is this motherfucking Ross course with the I give a fuck podcast IGF political podcast which is a production of uh, the I uh, last minute studio and uh, we're going to be doing some big shows coming up we actually have a show in Denver at the Voodoo Comedy Lounge on the uh, on May 12th and 13th we're going to be out there so definitely check us out the 12th is the show you want to go to i promise you that that's the one you want to be at you will get to see me you can get my autograph you can kick me in the ass whatever you guys come out to do don't please don't kick me in the ass that's just a joke that's supposed to be a joke but you know we're talking politics and not everybody has a sense of humor when it comes to politics i understand but and boy did tom cotton learn that this week holy cow man uh tom cotton had one hell of a day uh he did a um a town hall. And, uh, it was a variety of people out there. There were some supporters, you know, t- to be fair, uh, it wasn't the majority of the crowd wasn't the supporters. A lot of people are very concerned about what's going to happen with their health care. What kills me is when it was Obama, remember there was a thing he said about, well, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. And then what ended up happening was people had subpar insurance where, to where it didn't even match the the very basic necessity of what the Affordable Care Act required of these insurance companies to provide the coverage for people. So they if they do get sick, they actually have something worth a shit. You know what I mean? They don't just get like a $25 check or some kind of nonsense. But people had subpar insurance, so they had to redo their insurance. And then, of course, with that, they, they lost the choice of that doctor because they had a different plan. But... If you had a decent plan, and that's what Obama was talking about, if you did have a decent plan to begin with, you weren't going to get shuffled around anywhere. The the Affordable Care Act was just going to shore up the things that needed to shore up. And to a point, it did some good things. It really missed the mark because what it needed overall, and everybody knows this and with a brain in their head knows, it needed a public option. It needed something to some kind of competition for the um, – for the private carriers so that they would be uh, forced to keep their prices at a reasonable rate for us. Instead, there was really no check at all on the insurance agencies and there was certain things that they had to meet. They had to like, you know, get a certain amount of healthcare coverage for a dollar. There was like a lot of things like that, but it still didn't stop them in the end from raising their rates. But you know what else didn't stop uh, insurance companies from raising their rates? The bullshit system that we had before, the system that Republicans want to put us back into—they don't give a fuck about your rates. They don't care about saving you money. They don't care if you get kicked off your insurance for pre-existing conditions. They don't care about any of this stuff. So Tom Cotton, who's this guy's an asshole to begin. This is the guy that wrote the letters to Iran trying to undermine Obama's work, right? Because these guys were so hellbent against working with him. That they actually, they're like, we're going to actually, you know, actively work to undermine his his policies, his plans, whatever anything he was doing. And they didn't have a lot of options. Uh, the letter to Iran was just purely an act of pathetic desperation by these clowns. And don't get me wrong, I'm not giving the Democrats any other credit, but at least they didn't ever try to undermine a Republican president to our enemies. You know what I mean? They've never written a letter saying... That, hey, you know this peace plan they're working out with you, you shouldn't take it. Like nobody's ever done anything even close to that. There's some things where people go, Ooh, this is similar, but it's not. No no Democratic Congress or the Senate, any not even a single member, has ever actively written our enemies, our adversaries, whatever you want to call them, and tried to undermine a peace deal that was being negotiated by an American president. It just hasn't happened. But the Republicans—they own that. That's theirs. They did that. And Tom Cotton was leading the charge. And this guy's so this guy's a weasel and an asshole and everything. And boy, this crowd—and mind you, he's in Arkansas. This isn't a San Francisco crowd. This isn't a Hollywood or a New York liberal crowd. This is Arkansas. And I know people believe it's Arkansas liberals suddenly, you know, or they're going to claim people were busted in. It's such stupid shit. People are concerned that the Republicans are so hell-bent on repealing Obamacare without having anything to replace it with, people are concerned that they're going to be left out in the cold. And judging by who this Congress serves, they ain't serving you and me. They ain't serving the constituents in Iowa. You know what I mean they're, cons- they're serving the people from the top down. They are conserving Wall Street. They are serving the big money in this world. Not even in this country, in this world. They're more interested in international corporations than they are about American small business. And they sure as fuck don't care about American workers. We're the takers, remember? So this is it. And so and even if you're paying for your insurance, they don't give a fuck about you. You're still considered a taker. So don't don't get it wrong just, who well, I pay my bills. I'm not a taker. They consider you the same piece of shit that they consider everybody else. So unless you're in the top 1%, you are nothing to them, and that's the fact. And so this woman, and she has some her own health care issues. So when you have health care issues or a loved one has health care issues, let me tell you, you learn everything about the health industry through that person. Or through your your own experience so let's listen to her
0: my name is Katie McFarland I'm from Springdale Arkansas and before I get get into it I would like everyone who is affected by the Affordable Care Act and affected by health care to stand up
1: pretty much the entire room stands there were some people that might have you know, sat out, I'm not giving Obama any credit, you know, and they'll stay seated. but for the most part, that entire room's still.
2: God
1: wants you to understand they are in favor of keeping a health care program where they're not going to get screwed out of it. And she goes on to say, "Oh, this is such a good point. by the way the conservatives look at people like her, somebody with a pre-existing condition, which can be anything. The insurance company can say, oh, well, you had acne when you were 12. You know, unlike all the other kids growing up, they, none of them had acne, but you had acne, so that is the reason why you have cancer today, and so we're not covering you anymore. We don't care that you paid your bills for the last 30 years. We've just found this easy stipulation, a little loophole we can jump out of, and we're jumping the fuck off. And that's what insurance companies do to Americans every day, that's what they were doing before the ACA. Again, it's not perfect, but it did help. It didn't cover 100% of everybody. That was a disgrace. But for those that it covered, and the only times where he ever found any place where it was weak was in those states where Republican governors would not implement the Medicare stipulations to shore everything up. They were basically fighting against it to make sure that it didn't work. Again, they don't care about helping you. They just cared about making sure the black guy in the White House failed.
0: Recently compared people like myself, that go to companies with pre-existing con- conditions to houses that have already burned down.
1: And that's the way they see you, that you're just, oh, you're already damaged goods. There's no use for you. There's no reason you should be able to have access to health care. And that's, what they, that's how they feel about you. So she goes on. She's, she is not going to, you know, she's, this is just getting started. She hasn't even begun yet. And I love Katie. She is just, she is talking for a big chunk of that crowd. And you can hear in the crowd's response, give a listen. I do let a little bit of that play in this next clip. When you hear the crowd's response, they are on board with what she's saying. These people are affected by the same things. And I think some of you probably are as well. So let's let her continue.
0: You talk a lot about the repeal but you have not gone into specifics on replacement so my question is will you commit today to replacement protection for those Arkansans like me who will die or lose their quality of life or otherwise be unable to be participating citizens trying to get their part of the american dream will you commit to replacement In the same way
2: that you were
1: committed to the repeal. Now, the idea that, her question was pretty straightforward. Are you committed to the replacement with the same passion, same vigor, that you are committed to the repeal? Because it's important, without a replacement, we're stuck in a quagmire of the insurance companies can do what they want. There will be no regulation. There will be some regulation, but it will not be anything that's going to protect you. It's going to be so watered down that the insurance companies can pretty much do what they want. They're going to be cutting people from their roles left and right. People that were desperately trying to get insurance for years. And then eight years ago, they saw the glimmer of hope, and then it took a few more years before the, the law even – well, it took, you know, into that year before the law passed. It took more time before it got implemented. Finally, finally, they're able to get past that bullshit about you got a pre existing whatever. Insurance is supposed to take care of your health. Pre existing or not, they're supposed to take care of your health. And they're telling, no, no, you're not able, you're not able, you're not able. All of a sudden, now their hands are tied because of the ACA, and they're like, oh, my God, we have to insure you now. So these people now start getting health coverage that they need. They start being able to get the medical care that they need, and now their quality of life is going up. Oh, for shame. What a disgrace, Right. And this, is, and this is the thing. She's asking a direct question. What are you going to do to guarantee all these people that are going to probably get kicked off their insurance because they have the preexisting before? I mean, it's a straight-up question. How what are you going to do? And you are not going to believe Tom Cotton's answer. No, well, Maybe you will. Like I said, he's an asshole. So let's listen to the asshole.
3: A more questions
1: about no. the there. He tries to run. He tries to run. Oh, well, let's take another question. That was very nice. I'm not going to even address it. Let's go to the next. Does somebody else have something they'd like to say? The crowd is not going to let him off the hook. So he does, of course, what's the next thing that these weaselly asked politicians do? They're gonna play dumb. Do your job is what champion. God's not having any of you this shit. Do you want me to address your question now? And that's our answer. I think you should listen to them. Do your fucking job, Tom Cotton. Represent your fucking people. But that's the thing. He doesn't care about his people. He he was so happy to get away from that thing. Good. She's done asking it next. But man, bless that crowd. They are not having it. They were not having it. So he tried to get out of it by moving on. That didn't work. He tried to play dumb. Oh, do you, did you want me to address that now? And so then he goes on to the typical Again, this is politician bullshit. This is the reason Hillary didn't get elected, because she would talk like this. Give a motherfucking answer when you're asked a question. But no, this is what we get. I'm
3: I'm committed, after repealing Obamacare, to health
1: care reform. I'm committed to health care reform means I'm going to do nothing to guarantee your health care.
0: That the second the repeal goes
1: through. Again, a straightforward question. And he's, so he's trying to point out, well, not everybody was hurt with it. Tries be, Again, trying to imply that people in this room had been hurt. He doesn't say that they've been helped or some hurt, but you know, clearly the mass, vast majority of that room has been helped or at least in some way is benefiting from Obamacare, that they do not want to see it just up and gone. They don't want to see it just up and gone. But he can't even give them a good answer. He's, oh, some of you people have been hurt or possibly helped. Ranks right up there with uh, – with Trump's thing about Mexicans, oh, man, they're bringing rapists and drugs, and some of them might be good people, maybe, I guess. Fuck you, Tom Cotton. And he goes on. It just gets worse.
3: In the past, if you didn't have insurance, an insurance company could refuse to give you coverage from a pre-existing condition. Any Any approach we take is going to ensure that people who have continuous coverage How
0: will you ensure that, though, Senator, specifically? insurance (laughs) Insurance
3: Insurance companies can't do that today.
0: They no, will. they can't, but if you repeal the ACA, they will be able to unless you take measures to prevent that. What specifically will you do to prevent
3: but that? If you, if you have insurance today, you cannot be denied insurance I'm tomorrow. not
0: asking about today, Senator. I'm asking about once the ACA is repealed. What will you do, Senator, to prevent that in the future?
1: <laughs> the crowd is not having his bullshit. Stop giving this weenie shit answer. Oh, yeah, if you have it today, you can't give me denied tomorrow. I mean, even no matter what we do. That's what he's hoping you're stupid. He's hoping that you'll hear that little nonsense and you'll go, okay, I give up. You know, that's, that's good enough. But not Katie. If
3: you regulate insurance companies to say that they cannot deny someone with a pre-existing condition if that person has insurance... And they can't deny you when you move from one job to another, or when you. That
0: specific job. regulation is the ACA, Senator. So what will you do to continue that after you repeal it? That is what I'm asking. Will you answer it's the question?
3: It's called a. It's called a continuous coverage requirement. I know
0: what it's called, Senator. I'm very familiar with health care with my constituents.
1: <laughs> and that's the thing. Everybody there cheering knows if you have a if you're sick. You understand. You've had to deal with our healthcare industry. You understand what you're talking about. If you have a relative, a loved one, somebody close to you that's sick, you learn about the healthcare industry through their experience. You learn things you never thought that you would learn. And this guy's like, oh, well, I'll just tell you. It's called this. And, you know, again, he's just trying to weasel out of this answer. This guy is like the shittiest used car salesman on the planet. He's like, oh, whatever. I don't want to tell you anything direct. So here here she goes. Indulge me for a minute. This This clip goes on for a second. But this is Tom's pathetic answer. His final, when he's finally getting to try to answer her question. Sort of. Not really.
0: I'm not asking what it's called. I'm not asking what will happen today. What I'm asking is once you repeal the regulations in place to protect people like me that are in the ACA, what specifically will you do to ensure, in the future, that in we have those protections? I'm not asking about today, I'm not asking about what they're called, I'm asking about in the future, once you, you in repeal in the ACA. In the future system, please, there is brought, Senator, there is, please there. let me finish after my question. As I was saying, Senator, what specifically will you do, once you have repealed the ACA, which you have pledged, Many, many times over the years to do, what will you do to ensure that the protections inherent in the ACA, a.k.a. Obamacare, some, will continue?
3: Some of those same in insurance regulations that we've been talking about will also be present in the future system as well. Can so you, guarantee we, you guarantee that? How will you guarantee that? That's what I support. That's what I'm working for. I know
0: you support that, Senator, but what I'm asking is how will you ensure it?
3: You pledge we'll yourself to, to repeal, election. but you have
0: not talked much about
2: we'll replacement.
3: We'll go through the legislative process, and I'll make it clear what I support and what I don't support, what I think is good for Arkansas, and
1: what's not good for Arkansas. And that's it. He has no interest in answering her question. He's so dis- desperate to move on. He's just, oh, we're going to look into uh, what we can do legislatively. Yeah, that's it. I'm a legislator. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it legislatively, and then I'll look into what's good and not good for Arkansas. Great. That tells her absolutely nothing. You are guaranteeing nothing to her, is what you're saying. And here he goes again, trying to get out.
3: We're taking, we, have, we have a lot of folks. We have a lot of folks still. A lot of, a lot of folks who still want to ask questions. So are we okay? Well,
0: before they answer theirs, ask theirs. I would appreciate it if you actually answered mine.
1: And that's it. She's a pit bull, man. She isn't backing down from this guy. Anybody, please. Anybody else? Anybody else? And
3: you, you want to come down, ma'am? I mean,
1: that's it. He wants anybody else. Please have somebody else speak. Please, just, just please, please get this lady up here. Can we please get her to speak? And she does. A nice little old white-haired woman in a blue coat. How you know, like? What could possibly happen? Right? It's got to be just. It'll be fine. And here is the nice little old lady in the blue coat.
3: And you you want to come down, ma'am? I mean if you you can speak up and everybody if everybody was let her ask a question.
2: You introduce myself, I am part of Better Medicare Alliance group over all United States of America. I'm an ambassador And I'm angry. (laughs) We have an office in Washington, D.C. if you'd like to go visit us. I have a yes and no question for you. I can tell you three members of my family, including me, that would be dead, dead, and homeless if it was not for ACA. I am angry, (laughs) conspicuous, You work for us. We apologize for you. Now to my yes or no question. I could tell you since 1991 our health insurance woes, and I'm not going to do that. My husband was dementia Alzheimer's and plus multiple multiple. uh expect us to be calm, cool, and collective. Wow, what kind of insurance do you have?
1: And that's the core of everything. When it comes down to their insurance, man, not anybody in this Senate, not anybody in that Congress is giving up their government-run health care, not for anything. They don't want nothing to do with the system we have. They don't want nothing to do with the ACA. They don't want to do nothing with the old system. They they don't want to be involved in that. They like the fact that we pay their insurance. The government-run health care is just fine for them. It's when it's for us. Anything that benefits us, that's bad. And that's what they're literally convinced Americans across the nation is that if you get a return on your taxes, if something that that your taxes goes into helps the American people helps improve your neighborhood, helps improve you know help the poor so that you don't have so many homeless people living in your neighborhood, or if it goes to help provide health care so that your neighbor doesn't die, you know what I mean, or if it goes to to provide low-income housing for people, or if it goes to provide rehabilitation for people, or mental health care for people, or anything like that, or even for our vets. It's always, oh, you takers, takers, takers. Why do you always want to take? But you never hear that shit when it comes to the money going to oil companies. You never hear about the subsidies going to these giant factory farms. That's just fine. Money going to the rich, your tax dollars going to the rich is perfectly fine. That's what it's supposed to do, right? But your tax dollars going to help you. What are you, crazy? You communist piece of shit. That's what they want you to believe. And... It's not communist to get something for your money. That's capitalist. Getting a return on your dollar is the core of capitalism. And I don't give a shit if it's your dollar going to um you know to Fat Burger to get yourself a coronary at an early age, or if your tax dollars going into your you know, your dollars going into your taxes, you are should honestly always respect something. Always expect something to come. From your money, my god, this this topic just gets me so enraged. How can anyone believe that getting something for your tax dollars is bad? I understand government programs are not perfect. Government programs have lots of issues, but you know what you do? You hire more regulators. you you work it out so we have independent overwatch. You know what I mean? People of the people kind of overwatch. And that's in our our prerogative. This whole government's supposed to be of the people, by the people. The trouble is nobody cares. Nobody wants to get involved in this shit. So they don't vote. They don't pay attention. They don't get outraged when they need to be outraged. They figure somebody else is going to take care of all of it for them. And so what ends up happening? Nothing. Nothing ever changes. And we get stuck in the same fucking grinder over and over and over again as these guys. I got ghetto birds flying over my head, by the way, right now. So I do apologize for the little extra noise if that's coming through on the microphones. But we end up in the same grinder over and over again, and they just keep doing the same shit to us. Trying to get a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. How much more can we get out of these guys? How we just got to wring every last dollar out of of the middle class and the poor. And we get nothing. It's pathetic. We should have health care. And I'm not talking about – I don't want the government sticking their finger up my ass to give me a prostate exam. I'm talking about they should be – our tax dollars should be paying the bills for our health care. We already pay it. It's easy to get the return on it. The thing is, we need to cut off some of the other fat cats that are getting the money. The place I would start is the goddamn Defense Department. You notice nobody ever wants to audit the Defense Department. They never want to seem to go in and and want to break down what every dollar goes to over there. Well, half of the shit is overpriced, outdated, unusable. But they keep getting these contracts renewed over and over again because – the representatives don't represent us they represent the rich as a donors the people that are giving them their campaign contributions it keeps coming back to the same thing we need money out of politics there are groups that are fighting to do that wolfpack is one of them you know look into these groups see what you can do we're making progress but fuck we need everybody's help and if we could get the same amount of people to to start following what's being done to them by their politicians as we do these people following American idol or fucking the real housewives or whatever other shit you guys watch, you know, just put a little effort into it. Don't even, you don't even need to do much. I get it. It kills your soul. Having to, having to read these stories and, and learn about this stuff. I had more stories to talk about today, but I just don't have time, man. You know, there was a, uh, uh, story and the thing you know I talked a little bit last week about uh Kim Jong Nam who uh the no- North Korean you know exiled son I guess the prodigal son type of thing he um he uh was killed they found out with a VX agent with a VX nerve gas that is like serious shit if North Korea's got VX that's something that we should be concerned about I'd say That's more concerning than them trying to get nukes. These guys, they don't have a successful missile program. They don't have a space program. The nukes thing, you know, is what it is. But having a VX nerve agent, that is, they can cause a whole lot of trouble really fast with that shit. But nobody's paying attention to it. It's okay. Don't worry. It's fine. Everything will be fine. Well, I don't believe it's going to be fine, and that's why I'm here talking to you. I give a fuck, man. I give a fuck about what's happening. I give a fuck about you guys. I give a fuck about the Republicans that I am pissed off at. I give a fuck about everybody in this country. I'm sorry I'm some kind of lib freak, right? But the thing is, we either sink or swim together. You know, it's forget about the divided thing. If we go down, we go down together, not divided, not one at a time. And if we, if we fight, if we stand up shoulder to shoulder and fight, there is nothing we can't do. There is nothing we can't accomplish. We have all the power. And I just hope you guys realize it before it's too late. We give them the power. We give politicians the ability to rule over us. We could take it away just as easy. But it takes all of us, everybody in this country... And I don't care if you're on the Republican side, Democratic side, liberal, conservative, you have got to be pissed off at what's going on in this government. And please take an honest look at Trump's cabinet. He is putting people in there that would be supporting Hillary Clinton if it wasn't Donald Trump. He is putting Wall Street cronies, he's putting oil executives, he is doing the same shit that we've been pissed about all this time. Please, people, start paying attention. I'm motherfucking Russ. This has been IGF Political Podcast, a production of Last Minute Studio.